Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast by Flashlight Studios. My name is Gabriel, and today is Wednesday, September 16th, 2009. I know a lot of you have been wondering who won the Flashlight Studios Pokedex Radio logo contest. We do have a winner, and I've already emailed this winner. So if you'd like to know who won the contest, you'll have to wait till the end of the episode. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about the PAL Park and migrating Pokemon. Before, we have talked about trading Pokemon, we've talked about the GTS, and different ways of obtaining Pokemon uh, through evolution, different kinds of evolution, uh, but this time we're going to be talking about the Pal Park on getting Pokemon into your game from past games. So, as usual, before we get into the main topic, let's get into the news. Today in the news, we only have three articles that we're going to be discussing on the show, but we have quite a few in the show notes, so don't forget to go ahead and check those out. Our first article today is about Heart Gold and Soul Silver. As we all know, over this past weekend, on September 12th, Heart Gold and Soul Silver were released in Japan. The Japanese magazine Famitsu rated Heart Gold and Soul Silver 37 out of 40, so I'm glad to see that they did very well. And they even outsold Platinum uh, over its first weekend. Heart Gold and Soul Silver sold uh, 1.5 million copies, which surpasses Platinum's uh, 1 million copies sold within the first three days. Clearly, people want to play Heart Gold and Soul Silver, you know, if not just for uh, nostalgia, you know, just to see the new game and what they did for it. Our second article today is about a game I've mentioned before called Pokemon Rumble. I don't remember exactly what I mentioned in the last few episodes. I know I did mention something about a, a game called uh, Melee Pokemon Scramble. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that maybe two, three episodes ago. The English name for this game is called Pokemon Rumble, and it's uh, downloadable content for the Wii, or WiiWare. Uh, so far, there is no release date set for this game. Um, I'm, not e- I'm not even exactly sure what the game consists of. I haven't really read the article. I recognize the name, you know, the Melee Pokemon Scramble. But I didn't go ahead and um, do too much information on that, so if you want to go ahead and check that out, again, check the show notes and find the link to the article from there. And our last article today is about the 12th movie. We've been talking a lot about it because uh, we've heard about Arceus being officially announced in the U.S. Uh, We've heard about the 12th movie in Japan. Now we have an English title, uh, an official English title for the 12th movie. It is called Arceus and the Jewel of Life. And I heard this was a... uh, a rumored title, but now we know that is a, it is official. The full title is Arceus and the Jewel of Life, and then underneath they always have a, a little saying underneath, and this one says, A Tale Untold, A Legend Unleashed. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie. Most likely it's going to be played on the Cartoon Network. It's not going to be released in theaters, because um, Pokemon movies haven't been released in theaters since uh, the fifth movie here in the U.S., but hopefully we will be able to see the movie soon on on the Cartoon Network or whatever other channel. If you know, if in the U.S. it's Cartoon Network, I don't know anywhere else. But uh, and also hopefully Arceus, we'll be seeing uh, the Arceus come out for the games soon. So far, nothing yet, but I'll just I'll keep a lookout for you guys. So that's pretty much it for the news. Let's get into our main topic about the Pal Park. Again, today's main topic is the Pal Park located on Route 221 in the Sinnoh region. What the Pal Park does, it allows players, you guys, to transfer or migrate any Pokemon caught in the Generation 3, or the Game Boy Advance games, to the Generation 4, or the DS games. Now, in order to walk into the Pal Park, in order to unlock the area, 
you need to have seen all of the Pokemon in the Sinnoh region Pokedex. You go to Professor Rowan, you talk to him, Professor Oak will walk in, and he will upgrade your Pokedex to the National Dex. Then you'll be able to go ahead, surf to Route 20, 221, um, to the Pal Park, if you haven't been there, if, you've, if you haven't been there already, or if you've already been there, you're, you're going to be able to fly there, um, as long as you've been there once. And from then on, you can go ahead and migrate Pokemon. Now, in order to migrate these Pokemon, you need to have either a DS Lite or the original DS. The DSi will not work because it does not have the bottom slot for the Game Boy Advance games. What you do is you put, uh, make sure your DS is off, put the Game Boy Advance game in, put the DS game in, start up either Diamond, Pearl, or Platinum, whichever game you're, you're using. And before you start the game, in the main menu there, go ahead, choose Migrate From, and whatever your Game Boy Advance game is, it would say it there, Migrate From Ruby, Migrate From Sapphire, you know, Emerald, Fire Red, or Leaf Green. You go ahead, you choose those, and the Pokemon, you can choose from your PC boxes in the Game Boy Advance game what Pokemon you want to migrate. But keep in mind, these Pokemon cannot have any uh, hidden moves. No HMs, including Dive, even though Flash and Dive are not HM moves uh, in Diamond and Pearl and Platinum, they're still considered HM moves. And if it has any of those moves, you'll have to go to the Move Deleter and get them removed uh, before you're able to go ahead and transfer them. And on top of that, you can only transfer six Pokemon per day. And there's ways around that, but I wouldn't mess with the games too much. You'll have to go ahead and change the time on the games. Not that I can't explain it, it's just really weird. I don't want to explain it because I don't like, you know, cheating the game like that. So I don't condone those kinds of behaviors, so I'm not going to explain them. Once you transfer your six Pokemon, it can be... Uh, once you transfer your six Pokemon, you go ahead, you talk to the attendant there, and he'll allow you to go, to go into the Pal Park and recapture those six Pokemon. You don't need to battle them or anything. You just send out the park ball, which are the it gives you six park balls, and you go ahead and you catch them right away. Now, the Pal Park has six different regions. It has a forest region, a pond region, a mountain region, field, and sea. Now, depending on the Pokemon it is, it can be in one of each of these... It can be in one of these regions. Um, usually... Some of them are self-explanatory, sometimes they're not. Um, a Pokemon that can be found in the forest region, usually bug-type Pokemon. Um, certain grass types can be found over there in the field. A lot of Pokemon that can be found just anywhere as you're walking through the game. Bidoof, Starly, or I'm sorry, uh, Rattata and Pidgey uh, from, the, from the older games can be found in the field region. So once you capture all your Pokemon, and they're not always... You're not always going to walk into the grass or surf on the water right away and find them. Some Pokemon, depending on how rare the Pokemon is, uh, will take a little bit of walking around. Uh, if it's a, um, a rare or legendary Pokemon, uh, like Mewtwo or Mew, or let's say even Jirachi, it might take a, a little bit of time uh, to go ahead and for it to pop up in the grassy areas. But if it's a common Pokemon like Rattata or Pidgey or even Pikachu, it should show up within a few steps. Now, once you capture the six Pokemon, they give you a reward uh, of points. I don't know exactly how the point system works. I know the the less time you're there capturing the Pokemon, the higher your score will be, and the more rare or the rarer your Pokemon are, uh, the higher your score will be also. And I've tried doing this with, like, all legendaries, and I try to do it as quickly as possible, and I still get a, a low score of... 
you know, somewhere in the mid 2000s, 2400, 2500. I don't know exactly how to get a really high score uh, on on this. But when you do get the score, well, you'll get a berry as a reward. If you get 3000 or less, you can get a uh, some more common berries like the Orenberry, Lepa, Chesto, the Persim, Rossberry. Uh, there's the second one, 3000 to two, uh, 3001 to 3299. You get Figgy, uh, berry, uh the Mago, Wiki Berry. 3300 to uh, 3499, you get the Bluck, Nana Berry, Lumberry, Raz. Uh, and 3500 and up, and 4000, I'm assuming, is the. Uh, the most you can get, you'll get a uh, Greppa, Hondu, uh, Kelpsy, Pomeg, more rare berries. A few things that you need to know about the Pal Park. If you're trying to cheat the Pal Park, you have to be really careful. Because uh, you need to go ahead, when you do cheat it, you have to change the DS clock. But when you do change uh, the clock, you know, maybe for, you know, daylight savings time uh, here in the U.S. I don't know if there's daylight savings time anywhere else in the world. But if you change it for that, or if you move to a new area, you need to change the time uh, so it can match the clocks. Uh, the Pal Park uh, will be closed for 24 hours until the time that you changed it uh, for the next day. It's not like you can just sleep on it overnight and it should be fine the next morning. You need to wait the full 24 hours in order to use the Pal Park again. And uh, you're not allowed to migrate from uh, the Game Boy Advance games more than once every 24 hours. So you, uh, let's say you have a... Um, uh, a Sapphire game, you can only do six Pokemon from that Sapphire game every 24 hours. And that's why usually the best thing to do is have, you know, more than one of the Game Boy Advance games to transfer more Pokemon during the day. Um, me, I have all of the uh, the Game Boy Advance games, so I'm able to do, what was that, one, two, three, four, five, five times six, 30 Pokemon a day. So that's nice, but I don't always do that. I usually do maybe six, 12, not per day, I do it whenever I can. Okay, so I went over some of the geography, the mountain areas, whatever. Okay, some of the apps, uh, the Poketch apps. Um, if you have the uh, the big book of Poketch apps, or if you know all of them, what they're supposed to be, you'll notice that two of them are going to be somewhat difficult to get, and it's the Kitchen Timer and the Color Changer. The kitchen Timer, you need a Snorlax. You need to um, either have a Snorlax in your game, or you need to have traded, uh, you need to have transferred one uh, in the Pal Park. And you talk to... Uh, there's a girl in there asking, you know, can I see a Pokemon that sleeps and eats all day? And uh, you go, you show her a Snorlax, and she'll give you the kitchen timer. And uh, it can count down from up to 99 minutes. Um, it's not perfect, but it'll count down from up to 99 minutes all the way down to zero. And once it hits zero, you see Snorlax waving its arms and stuff like that. And it's like a, it's like a, it's a timer, pretty much. Color changer. For this, you need to have a Kecleon. Um... Again, either find one in the game. I think you can find it in the game. I'm not sure. Uh, or, again, trade one through Pal Park. Or, excuse me, transfer one through Pal Park. Again, talk to the same girl. And you'll, you'll be able to, uh, with the color changer, you can change the color of the Poketch uh, background. You know, usually it's green. But with this, you can change it to, uh, I think, purple, blue, pink, uh, yellow, I believe is one of the colors, red. There's only a few colors. But you'll be able to change them through the color changer that you get from this girl. That's pretty much it for the Pal Park. So that's it for the main topic. Now let's get on to the Pokemon of the episode. Who's that Pokemon? The Pokemon of the episode today is Pokemon number 143, Snorlax. Um, first, let's get started on its pre-evolution, Munchlax, which is its baby form. 
Munchlax, number 446, as a normal type Pokemon. It has two different. It can have one of two different abilities. Uh, the first one is Pickup, which uh, has a 10% chance of finding and holding an item after battle. And uh, keep in mind, this does not work if the Pokemon is already holding an item. Uh, and that's useful for uh, for finding rare items, uh, such as uh, some of the evolutionary stones, uh, the new evolutionary stones, Shiny Stone, Dawn Stone, Dusk Stone. Um, finding some items such as uh, uh, Ultra Balls, uh, Repels, Nuggets, and even the TM for Earthquake, once you get to, uh, to higher levels. Uh, its second ability is Thick Fat, and I believe we've had this ability before on the show uh, for uh, previous Pokemon. Again, what this ability does is Fire and Ice type moves deal half damage. So that's always good, you know, having a Pokemon that can be resistant to certain types of moves. Uh, Munchlax can be found in uh, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum uh, with uh, the Sweet Honey Trees. Um, I never really used the Sweet Honey Trees. I, I went ahead and bred my Snorlax to get the Munchlax. Breed it with a full incense attached uh, to the Snorlax. So give it the full incense to hold. Put it in the um, put it in the daycare, maybe with a ditto, and uh, you'll get a Munchlax afterwards. Now Munchlax evolves into Snorlax. Uh, through friendship and level up. Snorlax has uh, different abilities from Munchlax. It still has the Thick Fat ability, which stays the same. If Munchlax has Thick Fat, Snorlax will have the Thick Fat ability. But if your Munchlax had the Pickup ability, it will change into the Immunity ability. And Immunity, uh, what it does is the Pokemon cannot be under the Poison condition while in battle. So the easiest way to get it is from either Fire Red or Leaf Green, because both games have two different Snorlax. So now let's get to Snorlax's uh, base stats. Base stats HP 160, very high. Um, attack 110, defense 65, special attack 65, special defense 110, speed 30. Even though it's a very slow Pokemon, it's a really good special defender, um, or special tank, excuse me. And again, you know, EV train for HP because it's obviously so high. So that's it for the Pokemon of the episode. Now let's get on to the question of the episode and emails. So the question of the episode last episode was, how much of a Pokemon fan are you? You know, do you think you're just a diehard fan? Or do you think you might be just a little bit, you know, too much? Uh, and I used the word obsessed. But I didn't want to use that word, you know, so I apologize if I offended any, any of you. But let's get on to our first email from Casey. Casey, I love reading your emails, even though this one... This one you had a lot more because you you had explained some uh, some things and um, while I agree with you on every on just about everything in your email, I'm only going to read the last paragraph in your uh, in your answer to the the question of the episode. You say that uh you don't watch the anime, you don't collect the mangas or the comic books, you've stopped seriously collecting the cards, you buy the main games and play them a lot, the main series games, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum. And you're more cautious about uh, about buying the spin-off games, though you still get to play them every once in a while. Especially pinball, or what you say you're a pinball wizard, so I'm assuming that's one of your favorite games to play. I honestly don't understand the game too much, because there's all these different rules and everything on how to get some of the higher, uh, some of the more rare Pokemon. You say you're not a convention geek who does cosplay, uh, but you are very into the fan community. And you sum it up by saying, overall, I'm a diehard fan and I refuse to let Pokemon go. And... I can completely understand what you mean by that. I, I too feel like I'm a diehard fan. Obviously, I'm sitting here uh, with a, a podcast about Pokemon. Uh, even though I'm not 
refusing to let Pokemon go. It's just that, at least for me, Pokemon has been such a, a big part of my life. I've been playing it for over 10 years now. You know, so I mean, why let something go like that? You know, that you that I've been with for so long. I feel like Pokemon is a part of me now. Um, so I can so I can really understand what you uh, what you're saying. You know, you don't watch the anime. You know, if you have time, watch. You know, maybe watch an episode or two. I know it's very repetitive. Team Rocket tries to find Pikachu. You know, they get you know their plans get foiled or whatever. And yes, uh, to the very last sentence of your email, this this was your longest email so far, but. That's fine. I really have no problems with you sending long emails. Again, I can sum them up during the show, but you don't have to apologize. Don't worry about it. Uh, Casey, thank you for your email. And on to our next email from uh, George. George, we've had uh, an email from him before, and he says, uh, Dear Gabriel, still loving the show. I think I'm a diehard fan of Pokemon, and I have been for a while. I really started to get into it when I found a Pokemon Diamond version of the game on the ground. I've also been collecting the cards for a long time and have quite a few rare ones. I happen to have two shiny cards, and I have a lot of legendaries in my game. There was a little bit of a typo when you said uh, that you have a lot of legendaries. I don't know if you mean that just legendaries in general, or if you meant shiny legendaries because you were talking about shiny Pokemon cards. And I don't know if you meant shiny legendaries or just legendaries in general. Uh, you said uh, that you can relate to what I said in the last episode because a lot of people that you know have shunned Pokemon from their life. But yes, a lot of the people I know, they, they used to play Pokemon. I do have one friend that still plays every once in a while, but he doesn't, but he doesn't play uh, in a serious manner like some of us might. He doesn't play competitive, competitively at all. He just plays the game when he feels like it. When he plays video games, he plays them just uh, when he's bored. He doesn't play for fun. He just kind of plays when there's nothing else to do. So I find that quite odd of him, of at least my friend. But the rest of them, they've all shunned Pokemon. We can, so we can relate to each other, uh, George that most of the people that we know have shunned Pokemon from their lives. Um, so uh, thanks, George, for your email. And we have an email um, from, I'm assuming it's a new listener. I've never seen uh, this uh, e this listener before. His name is uh, Bryce. Um, Bryce asked the question, uh, how do you find your friend code in the game? And he says, I also think the show is great and keep up the good work. Again, thank you. And now, now, Bryce, to find your friend code in the game, you need to first beat the first gym leader. And then you need to go to the Pokemon Center, go to the bottom floor, you go take take the uh, escalator down, and you talk to one of the attendants there. She'll be able to connect you to Wi-Fi, and she will also give you a uh, uh, the pal pad. And from there, you go ahead. You go to your key items, go to the pal pad, and then it'll ask you uh, if you want to add a friend code, if you want to see some of your friends' friend codes, or if you want to see your friend code. And from there, you'll be able to see your friend code as long as you've hooked up to Wi-Fi. So that's how you find your friend code in the game. Uh, thank you for your email, Bryce. So that's it for the emails. Question of the episode for next time. I'm actually going to use uh, one of KC's suggestions. Uh, KC suggested, what is your best and or worst Pokemon-related moment? It can be in the game, can be uh, in-game. You know, you beat somebody or something like that. You beat your friend who's always beaten you. Can be can have to do with the cards. Can be with any one of the games. Can be anything. Send your answers to flashlightstudios at gmail.com. Now, for what you've all been waiting for, you know, drum roll, I don't have one, but okay. The winner for the Pokedex Radio logo contest is entry number five from Lexgear. So hopefully I'll get an email from him soon so I can start using the logo. I'm not going to use it right away until I get a response from him. So congratulations, Lexgear, for winning the, the, the logo contests. Uh, and um, 
I hope you like your Jirachi when I do go ahead and trade it to you. As of the recording, I just sent you the email a few minutes ago. Oh, not a few minutes ago, before I started recording. And it's already been forever since I started recording. So anyways, uh, again, congratulations, Lex. Entry number five is the one who won. If you want to go ahead to the website, flashlight-studios.com slash contest.htm to check out number five. Uh, you go ahead, check out all the articles from the news and a few more that I didn't mention at pokedexradio.blogspot.com. And you can also email us. I've given the email address a few times already. Again, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. Uh, give us a rating on iTunes. Um, I don't know if you can give one on the Zoom Marketplace. If you can, go ahead, give us a rating there. If you have any suggestions for the show, uh, any topics I can do. The topic for this episode was actually suggested by a listener. Um, um, anything, questions, comments, you can go ahead and email us. So that's pretty much all the information that I have for you guys. I guess that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. My name is Gabriel, telling you to live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next time.